Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. My name's Jake, and I'm joined uh, by the voice, not the video, uh, just the voice uh, of the one and only Minnesota Jack. We've got the internet playing up, so we're trying to do everything we can um, to minimize the issues. So it's good. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is, I feel like I've been transported back to like um, early 2000s, talking to my friends on the phone and and having long-winded conversations with them, which is something people don't seem to do as much anymore, Jacko. It's all texts now. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Now, you know, I prefer this because now you don't know how many layers of clothing I'm wearing. So this kind of really frees up <laughs> what I'm able to do on the podcast. So we might stick it's with being saucy. two great men on a screen right now. That's right. That's right. We we don't, we don't realize we're both, uh, you know, we're breaking down NFL stark naked on either end of a screen. It's hot. Great. It's hot right now. Uh, it's the middle of summer. <laughs> oh, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it is sweltering, sweaty uh, weather. Sort of just humid out here. Um, don't know what it's been like up your way, but it's yeah, it's been. Mm. I didn't notice it until probably an hour or so ago. The house has stayed relatively cool, um, and just went outside to walk the dog before. I was like, ugh, this is disgusting. Um, so, but it feels like rain is on the way, which is exciting. Should cleanse the environmental oh, yes. palette. And do you know what else is on the way, Jacko? Talk about a fucking segue. Um, oh, yes. The, the NFL Conference Championship Games, uh, this episode called Conference Championship Clairvoyance, because we're sticking with this, um, reading the bones, um, throwing the shells, consulting the crystal ball. Really, the thing is, when you when it comes to recapping games, right, and giving our thoughts on games, it's pretty clear, like, the thing has happened. And so we're commenting on, mm. this happened, uh, this is how we believe it happened, um, this is what we saw, and and even then, like, the, it was sometimes we'll be, we'll, you know, you, you can even muck up, you know, a recap, because subjective stuff comes into it um doing previews i have decided is it's great to have the chat it's fun to have the chat it's what you do around you know pubs and you know family lunches and barbecues when you get stuck talking to someone who you might not know anything about but you know sport you both connect on sport you just talk about all sorts of bullshit that there's there's no objectivity to be found you you, you just forecasting and and wish casting you can you can do whatever you like you can match up you know don bradman versus shane warne who would have won in a matchup <laughs> of um i kind of feel like that's the same with with like game previews like we can say all we think about it and at the end of the day you can look like a total fucking moron the day after um the game so like I think we just have fun with it. We just got to talk about what's appealing to us, and so um, I'll give you guest choice. I know where I want to start with, but 
I don't know. Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to be a strong man here and I'm going to, I'm going to mm -hmm. take the lead here. Oh, wow. We're going to start with the NFC and then we're going to transfer and, and finish with the AFC. Um, because to me, the AFC matchup is, is the premium matchup from a, from a juice point of view. I'm not saying that it's going to be necessarily the better game, but from a juicy point of view, um, Mahomes and Burrow and all the storylines that go into that game uh, kind of outweigh the NFC storylines for me. So let's start here. Eagles and 49ers, Jacko, in Philly, Brock Purdy. Can he be the first rookie to take his team to the Super Bowl? Can Jalen Hurts and the Eagles continue this stomping good year that they've had. I mean, they are looking dominant. They have looked dominant most of the season. Where are you at? What are you feeling with this game? The, the Eagles and the Niners, where, yeah, where, where, where's your vibe check at? I think there's, there's a lot of ways that this game could go. And there's so many different elements you can look at that, you know, might sway you one way or the other. But the, the area that I'm really interested in is, looking at both teams' defensive lines and how they're going to get to the quarterback. As you pointed out to me that the, the, the 49ers are known for this great pass rush, but it really is just Nick Bosa. And that's not to discredit the other guys there. It just so happens that the guy mm. that's getting to the quarterback most of the time is Nick Bosa. And then the Eagles, they have a much more spread out um, set of contributors that, that get to the quarterback and provide pressures. So both defenses are known for sacking the quarterback and creating pressure, but they go about it a bit differently. And so for me, it'll be really interesting to see which quarterbacks are more comfortable throwing the ball and sitting in the pocket. Cause that's mm. often quite a big indicator for who wins the game. And it's a, there's a lot of things that go into winning a football game, but to me in, in what I've watched, that is a, a big sign is whichever quarterback is more comfortable if your quarterback is mm. able to sit there for three, four, five seconds and just wheel and deal, and the opposing quarterback is having to run around for his life, that's often a really good sign for, for your fortunes. So if you kind of look at these two quarterbacks and you go, okay, Jalen Hurts, he's this mobile quarterback. He'll be able to you know, have either design quarterback runs or like scrambling out of the pocket and running for yards. Um you know, maybe he'll be the more comfortable quarterback because even if Nick Bosa can can penetrate the line, he's going to be able to maneuver mm. and make his way around. And then you look at Brock Purdy and you go, yeah, he's not necessarily he's not a running quarterback. He's not he's not Jalen Hurts archetype. He's just not. But he's shown in his starts this season and in the playoffs that he has the presence to to decipher when he needs to leave. And when he doesn't have time, mm. which I think is a is a rare quality that you find in rookies, and he's able to kind of move around enough. But I feel like the big reason why he might be the most comfortable quarterback is because he's not going to have to wait that long before he's got guys that are open. Whether it's Ayuk, McCaffrey, mm. Kittle, Debo, like all these guys, the, the, the 49ers offense is designed so that Purdy doesn't have to wait a while in the pocket. He can just deal you know in half a second a slant over here a screen over there mm. with the occasional big play whereas the eagles i think they lead the league in big plays like down the field um 
So that their, their passing offense is going to be waiting a bit longer, waiting for AJ Brown to get open, waiting for Devonta Smith to get open. Um, so that's the area that's really fascinating to me with all the different areas you could pick. And I'm sure we'll talk about um, more of them, but that's the one that's really interesting to me is to look at both defensive lines, both defenses, defensive fronts, how they're going to attack the O-line of the other team and get through to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's going to be a real big indicator for who's going to win this game. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's interesting just to go back, like to in in terms of the distribution of sacks between the two defenses. Um, Bosa eighteen and a half um, for the 49ers. Then you've got Samson Ebercom with five, Charles Amenahu four and a half, Drake Jackson three, Jordan Willis with two. Compare that that with the Eagles who have Hassan Reddick sixteen, Brandon Graham eleven, Javon Hargrave eleven, Josh Sweat. 11, Fletcher Cox, 7. So they've got a lot of guys who, you know, who I guess uh, are feeding kind of thing. And, you know, I I guess when you look at Bosa, it could just be that that doesn't mean the rest of the line isn't playing well or isn't capable, but it just means he's the the one reaping the statistical rewards. Um, You know... It's it's going to be really interested. Like I'm, I'm fascinated to see, as you said, the matchup of styles. I feel like this is going to be a really, really physical game between the Eagles and the Niners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you sort of noticed, but like the Eagles really happen to lean into that villains in Philly card. Nick Sirianni, if he had a mustache, he would have been twirling it. <laughs> Uh, in the win against the Giants, like you know, playing it up for the camera. It was almost WWE sort of thing. And, and the most villainous thing that they've done this week is they've been training um, to Creed. Um, so, like, if, wow. if there's anything more villainous than that, I don't know. Um, you tell me. But, yeah, it's an interesting case with these two quarterbacks. I said to you, Hurts is interesting to me because he's so mobile, but I actually think Hurts is a better throw and i've got no statistical evidence to back that up this is just me watching um like hurts to me is actually an underrated throw up when he has the time like when he's in the pocket the you know when he escapes he's often he's not able really or i haven't seen him he's either unwilling or unable to make those throws across his body you know back cross the grain of the play, like you'll see Josh Allen do, like you'll see mm. Patrick Mahomes do. Basically, if, if he's rolling to his right, he's going to be throwing to his right. That's kind of what I see predominantly. And often at times, he'll throw it away. Like he, he's, I, I feel like that's been a big thing with Jalen Hurts this year. Is he's been very sensible with the ball. Um, I, I think he has faith that, hey, if I throw it away, we're going to get it on the next play sort of thing. Mm. Um Purdy, if anything, to me, out of these two players is is more of the risk taker. You know, like you, you see, pl- there's plenty of plays in Purdy's tape this year where it's like, oh my fucking God, like where he's about to just throw a hideous pick. And, you know, I think of the, the play where he's running around backwards and forwards, I think against, who did they play in the first week of play? Oh, Seahawks. You know, and then he finds the guy who's got wide open in the corner of the end zone. There was another one that should have been a touchdown, but wasn't. I think, I can't remember if the guy dropped it or whatever. 
it was one of those throws that I said to you that like that's a fuck off throw, you know, where mm. it's just so good that you just like, oh fuck off. Purdy to me is more of the risk taker, which is kind of bizarre because I don't think people would categorize them as that. Purdy to me does more things per game that makes you clutch your seat and clench your butthole more, more than Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is, you know, he's really sensible. Um, and I think that bodes so well for this Eagles offense. You know, people are talking about their atmosphere for the young quarterback, for like Brock Purdy. Oh, how's he going to cope in Philly? Like he went into a really noisy Seattle. Um, and I know everyone's like, well, that's not a playoff game and it's not Philly. Seattle's, you know, a monstrous atmosphere. Um, we've seen that place and the 12 devour many a starting quarterback, mm. um, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Like, so, but that doesn't mean to me that I, that I think he's just going to play pristine football. Uh, the, the reason I have to think that Purdy is going to give the other team some opportunities is the fact that he's given other teams opportunities. <laughs> like last week against the Cowboys, I saw a great cut up. Someone had made of, of um, you know, Brock Purdy's interceptable throws. And, you know, there was a handful. There was a handful of plays that the Cowboys, you know, could have come away with interceptions if they'd, you know, got the head around at the right time. If it, had, you know, if the ball had bounced off hands a particular way or whatever it might be, like throws that were out of sync throws that were out of place that could have been picked off in another scenario. So I'm really interested to see how they manage this game. Um, I think, I think it has the potential to be a really good duel. Um, some injury cloud hovering around Christian McCaffrey, which mm. I think is pretty, pretty, pretty big. Um, you know, like I don't think that they, they got a heap of use out of him last week from memory like it was i remember thinking a lot of like why are we running um uh elijah mitchell was elijah mitchell who they're running i think is mm, the backup yeah. um you know late in the game when they're looking to close it out yeah i'm just interested to see it's 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 a great matchup uh i i just wonder sometimes too with philly like I go back to last week. It was such a good reminder of how good, how stacked this team is. Like I heard it said on one podcast, it might've been minus three. Like they were rotating through guys who would be starting on other rosters, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, on the defensive line and stuff. So it's just that depth. Like are the 49ers going to be able to match that depth? Are they going to be able to stay with Philly for long enough? I definitely think they can if it was like gun to my head, make a pick, which at some point I'll have to make a pick. I think I'm picking the Eagles. Um, I think it's so easy to forget the teams that were on the bye. Do you know what I mean? And 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 yeah. then you get a reminder when they come back, like last week, and they thump New York. And they could have had more. That was what was funny. You know, they had 24 or 28 points or whatever it was by halftime. And then sort of the foot went off the gas in the second half. Like they could have dropped a 50 or a 60 or something on them if they'd wanted to. Um, so I think this is their 
the Eagles should really fancy themselves. Like you're not going to get much of a better opportunity in a conference championship game. You're at home. You have the more experienced quarterback. You probably have the deeper roster if you really got into the nitpickiness of it. Not saying that the 49ers first team versus, you know, uh, not uh, Eagles first team isn't, an equal billing, but I'm just saying as the game goes on and you've got to rotate through, I kind of back that Philly has a little more juice. Uh, but having said that, I just think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be really, really close. Unless, of course, the one reason it won't be is if Purdy has a meltdown. Yeah. That's the one caveat. It's the one thing of like, he's been really good. Um, do the Eagles find a way to make him force some of those throws that sometimes he wants to force? He wants to make a play. He always wants to make a play. I'll just be interested to see if Philly find a way to capitalize on that. He's a bit of a gunslinger, weirdly enough. Like, I think people sort of, like, he does get the ball out quick, but on the times where he can't, he doesn't just throw it away. Like he he's gonna roll out. He's gonna scramble. He's gonna try and avoid pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I mm. he does operate the system well and he, and he makes smart throws, but he's not the sort of QB that's just gonna Tom Brady bail on a play. He's gonna stay in and try and make it happen if what hap- is meant to happen in system isn't there. Uh, um. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Do you have a leaning in terms of a game pick? The slightest, the slightest of leanings. Um, because on one hand, I go, yeah, the, the Eagles are should be my pick for everything you've just listed. Um, there's still a part of me that goes, Brock Purdy only has to be good. He... If he turns into a pumpkin, then yeah, it won't be a close game. The Eagles will go out and 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 demolish them. Mm. But I feel like Brock Purdy just has to be good, just has to be perfectly mm. fine, and everything else will take care of themselves. So that is kind of why I'm leaning the 49ers. Then add on mm. to that, what if he's great? Like I know people aren't really talking about that, but in kind of the same vein of what you're talking about of him being a gunslinger, if he can turn it on, then I feel like this team is unstoppable. The only reason why I have Mm. any question marks is at quarterback and all he has to be is good in my book. And that leaves a whole lot of, well, a lot of negative space if it becomes really bad. Right. And then they can, that they definitely won't Mm. win, but there's also a lot of space for him to be really good. And with a defense, it's going to give him lots of opportunities and a bunch of weapons and a pretty good offensive line in front of him. He has the opportunity to be really good. And he doesn't have to be that. But the fact that all he has to be is at least good, and I think he has the potential to be better than that, makes me think that this team might just be enough. And I also... uh, Your point about the bye is very true. And we won't know which one is right until the game's over. But there's always the thought of mm. sometimes having the buy isn't great. Sometimes going, I know the 49ers didn't go on the road the whole way, but like, I feel like there is something valuable in playing a lot of playoff games that are close, 
tough and you get to the next one and you use that experience compared to an Eagles team that got the bye and then played the New York Giants, mm-hmm. who I know we, we like Dayball and, you know, we like a lot of those guys, but they really, they barely scraped into the, into the playoffs and probably shouldn't have even won in the first week if it wasn't for their opponent. Um, which is not to discredit the Giants, but like they're just in a different category to the Eagles. And so the Eagles play mm-hmm. no one and then play a team like New York who just gave up, after, you know, from kickoff. It'll be interesting to see how they front up against the 49ers team that has been tested twice now and succeeded, not with flying colors, but everyone's pretty confident with their chances in this game. So all of that is to say, I feel like I'm leaning Niners, but man, it could really go either way. Yeah, it's interesting. I suppose it depends too. It feels a little bit like, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, his, his rushing totals, his last five games, 12 yards, 77 yards, 61 yards, 13 yards, 34 yards. Um. Which, you know, like if you look across the season, it's it's kind of consistent. There's been a, the, the 13 and the 12 are, are pretty low compared to what he's done at other times. But I I, I think the Eagles, what, what I like about both of these teams, I don't think either team is quarterback reliant. And that's not, uh, and that's not mm. for me to say, like it's not me saying, oh, the Eagles team would win whether Jalen Hurts was in or not. What I mean is, these both of these teams can actually survive the other team finding a way to make life difficult for their quarterback. There's so much other, there's so many other areas on the field that these teams can win a game. Like both good defenses, both feel like they can make a play on special teams. They've both got good running games. Like there's a lot of ways that they can skin the cat. Like it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's this turned out to be a really gritty affair where the, where the, the offenses are sort of cancelled out a bit, you know, by really good defenses. And it comes down to someone being able to run the ball well or, sorry, so in terms of the passing offenses and that sort of thing. But more importantly, like that someone might come up with a defensive score or some turnovers Mm -hmm. that put your offense, which has struggled all day in really good position to, yeah, I don't see this necessarily being like some sort of 34-31. I, I think there's a real chance that this is more of you like 24-20, you know, 24-21, you know, close game um, sort of thing. Um, it's, it's also underrated, I think, like how close the 49ers have been to winning a Lombardi trophy the last like five mm. seasons, you know, like 2019, they're in the Super Bowl. 2020, I think they missed, but then 2021, I think they were conference championship round, or they, I know they were deep playoffs. And then 2022, conference championship, now they're back, sort of thing, back here, like that, that they've been in that sort of late playoff stage on a number of occasions and just fallen short 
sort of thing and, and mm. it's gonna so it's gonna be really interesting to see if they they capitalize and the eagles you know are only sort of like six seasons removed from winning a super bowl like they're two really well run well built teams um i'm really interested to see how this goes and, and and depending on what happens at the quarterback position in these this game for the niners like could dictate a lot about what happens with their quarterback position next season yeah. Um, there's going to be an int- very, very intrigued Jimmy G and a very intrigued Trey Lance um, <laughs> looking at this game. Um, let's flip over. So we're sort of, I'm uh, I'm kind of leaning Eagles, you're kind of leaning Niners, and I think both of us could be convinced the other way. Yeah. Um, l- let's talk about the other side of, of the, uh, the bracket. This one's juicy, Jacko. Um, there's been a lot of talk recently I've seen, hey, if Joe Burrow and the Bengals go and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, um, is Joe Burrow a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes? Um, it's such a weird thing for me. I think Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've watched play, period. Like, I think if you give me any quarterback on his best day, I will take Mahomes best just because he allows you so much. However, having said that, Joe Burrow is someone I never, ever want to bet against because I think maybe more than any other player since uh, Tom Brady's heyday, I think Joe Burrow can raise the level of his teammates, can make a team play above the sum of its parts, more than any other quarterback. So they're, they're great in different ways. Like Mahomes' individual brilliance sometimes can 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 overpower a team. Um, Burrow's ability to sort of raise everyone around him can win the day as well. Like, I don't know where, where you stand on that whole debate. And, and to me, that's not what this is about. I, but I think what this proves to me, if the Bengals were to go and win... It proves that the Bengals have the Chiefs' wood here. They've got the wood over the Chiefs massively. Like, they are in their heads. If they beat them again, well, this, this would be a fourth time in a row and the second conference championship game on the road that they would have beat them in. It's crazy to think the Chiefs have hosted the conference championship game every single year that Mahomes has been the starter. Mm. That's nuts. Where are you at? Yeah. I feel like the debate about who's the better quarterback feels... It's kind of like when you try and... Like if you're trying to rank... Well, it feels like if you're trying to rank your favorite movies and it's like, it's just too... You can rank it. You can rank them for fun. But if you're really trying to put together a strong argument, there comes a point when you get to that that tip of the the rankings, you know, ones, twos, and threes, where it's mm. like they're too different to compare. You know, you might have, you might love The Predator and you might love Schindler's List. It's tough to compare those movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're so different. And I feel like... Let me... <laughs> Go ahead. Let me, let me ask it a different way. Are these mm-hmm. the two best quarterbacks in the NFL? Yes, I don't even have to. It's such an instinct. I don't have to think about it. 
guess that's the answer. Yeah, I agree. I, Josh I, Allen I they, has he hasn't is... done enough in my eyes. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I felt like if he wanted to cement himself in the top two, he had to get to a Super Bowl this year. The fact that he didn't even get anywhere mm. close makes me think that he might just be one of these guys. And, you know, he has the rest of his career to prove us wrong, right? That's the, the thing in his favor. But at this point, he might just be one of those guys that, you know, has a great highlight reel, but ultimately isn't much of a winner in terms of winning playoff games. Um, so clearly it's between Burrow and Mahomes. And I feel like they ju- they play so differently, so it's tough to compare them. And even when you go like, okay, who wins more? It's like, I'm not a quarterback wins guy. I know some, some people are, but I don't nah, think that wins are the responsibility of the quarterback alone. So I can't even go, I can't even compare them with wins. So I'm kind of left with nothing to compare them. All I know is that they are the top two and quite a few tiers above the the next guy, who probably is Josh Allen, to be fair. But, um, but yeah, and that's what makes this game great, is that we've got these two guys facing off against each other. I'll, I'll be controversial and name my third. I was just trying to think mm-hmm. who it was um, for me. And this is, this is totally, con- I'm sure this would be controversial. Um, if we wanted clicks, this is the part of the podcast I would, <laughs> I, I would clip out. If you said to me next year, you can't have Mahomes and you can't have Burrow, but you can pick any other quarterback in the league. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers still. I still think he's probably the third best quarterback in the league on balance, skill set, etc. I think they worked through a lot this year. Um, I know that's probably unpopular for a lot of people and, and people are ready to sort of go, oh, he's cooked. They should move on. I highly suspect he has another, you know, 40 touchdown, five interception season in him wherever he's playing his football. Um, They were burning through some dirty petrol, I thought, this year. It was like, okay, Devontae Adams isn't here. How are we going to work this? And there were some injuries around the offensive line and and the running back. There was just some, there was a vibe going around. That was a vibe that wasn't there those two seasons where he won the MVP. And I just think, yeah, anyway, we don't need to turn this into a QB ranking show as, as I've sort of done. But like, mm. I, I was just trying to, I was, I was legitimately trying to think, okay, who's the third? Because yeah. Allen's fallen down my estimation. I was really, I really felt like he came up kind of small in the big spots down the stretch here. As, as, as it's like, as the runway narrowed, I thought he looked less and less reliable um, and more and more prone to just not coming up with, you know, when, when you wanted him to. Um, I don't know about Brady. And so, yeah, I was scanning around. and I th- I th- Yeah, look, I think I'd still take Rodgers. I'd, I'd go Mahomes and, and Burrow on a tier to themselves. And then I think, yeah, I'd, I'd be Rodgers after that. Um, hmm. Unless I'm glaringly... Uh, people are very high on Justin Herbert. And, and I like Justin Herbert, but I don't think he's the third best in the league. I feel like if you're going to go another young QB... 
it's not Herbert, it's it's Lawrence. And that might be controversial because I know sure. he hasn't put up that no, great no, stats. No, I agree. But I, I rate him really highly. And um, I would also have to think about it instinctually, I think, Allen's three. But it just goes to show how far he's dropped that he, at least for most people, myself included, is now in a conversation to, like, lose that number three spot. He's not just like, okay, he's dropped behind Burrow and Mahomes, but he's clearly number three. Um, there are a few guys that can take that position from him. But, um, yeah, like you said, I might, we don't want to I might not even have him four. Yeah. They're, Do you know what I mean? Like, if I really thought about it. Yeah. It, 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 sorry, there's, this, this delay is, like, murdering us. Um, <laughs> let's move on with the game thing. I was, yeah, like, uh, so... This game really, like, oh, I think this is, I think this could be the 34, 31, like, I I don't know how you, th- how you feel about this game, but this feels like the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Like mm-hmm. Kansas City will be absolutely shot out of a cannon for this game. But having said that, I don't think anyone is as you know like coming in with as ruthless a mindset to these playoffs as Bengal and the Burrows because I just think that's their identity. Like I, I don't think the the Bengals are going to go in unprepared or or like they've been here. I don't, I don't think that Arrowhead holds any sort of like fear for them. I just think this is another game and we're going to go in there and give it to the Chiefs. But equally, like there's this extra layer of importance for Kansas city of like, Hey, like this is our fifth year hosting. You did like, that's not guaranteed. Like not many teams host the championship game five years in a row. Um, and, and if you lose this, it's like, well, are we traveling into Cincinnati next year? Needing to beat a team that's now beaten us four times in a row and twice in this game. Like, What's your leaning about how you feel this game's going to play out? Because you were strong on Bengals are going to blow the Bills out, and you're absolutely on the money. So how? What about this game? Where are you at? There's before the Mahomes injury, which seems like he's definitely going to play. It's just a question of how uh, how well he's going to play with that ankle. But when I was thinking of the matchup before the injury. I still thought Bengals. So surely I should still think the Bengals, perhaps even more so, because even if he's great, he's still not going to be 100%. But this is the one thing I keep thinking back to. Someone mentioned it on an NFL show I was watching, but I haven't heard it be talked about a lot. Before the Bills game, and you and I talked about this, everyone in the media was talking about it. I'm sure it was a big thing in the team meeting rooms. Before the Bills game, Big worry was missing three offensive linemen. How is that offensive line going to hold up? Yeah, you know that was the real question mark. And then credit to them, they did against the Bills. But was that the Bengals or was that the Bills? Was that the Bills just not showing up in a big game and not providing a lot of pressure, not getting through those guys? I would like to think that those guys just stood up and they have a really good offensive line and. I actually haven't looked into it. I don't know if they've 
if they're getting any of their guys back, because um, that would change just a little bit. But if it's even going to be a similar combination of linemen to what we saw last week, I'd like to think that we're going to see them be as good next week. But I'm like, we won't know until kickoff and that first snap whether or not it was the Bills or the Bengals. And so I keep thinking about that. And I'm going, man, are we going to see Joe Burrow be Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, where he is just running yeah. for his life, can't get the ball to Jamar Chase, can't get it to T. Higgins. Um, Joe Mixon isn't able to run the ball. And all of a sudden it's like, it's on you, Joe, but he's still a man. He's still, you're still a human. Um, mm. That's my one concern. So I'm still going Bengals. I think they match up really well against the Chiefs. I think they're already in their heads, the the Bengals. I feel they're already in the heads of all those Chiefs players. But so I think that's going to work really well in their favor. Um, and yeah, the Mahomes injury, it's still it's still an injury. The the one of the main reasons he's still a great pocket passer, but one of the main reasons he's such such talent is his ability to make magic outside of the pocket. And I don't think he's going to be doing that. So I think Bengals in a very close game that is still 50-50. I would lean lean Bengals, but that's my big watch. How do the Chiefs go with this offensive line of the Bengals? And if they can provide pressure and if they can go, yeah, these guys are backups, they're nothing, then man. Mm. What is it, Chris Jones, that their main pass rusher, the Chiefs, like, yeah. he might have a field day. Yeah, this is like this is just a fascinating matchup. For me like where the storyline transcends the, the 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 parts of the game like because to me this was meant to be the mahomes era we saw it in 2018 where he threw 50 touchdowns and narrowly lost to brady in the playoff you know the championship um game where he didn't get an opportunity to possess the ball um you know, and they lose that game. And then the next year they, they go and win the Super Bowl. And the next year they lose the Super Bowl. And the next year they're back to the championship game. And then, like, this is meant to be the Kansas City Chiefs era. The 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 red wave of of KC dominance. There was meant to be multiple Super Bowl rings. Um and then they ran into the Brady Bucks. <laughs> and then they ran into the Joe Burrow Bengals. And I think the Burrow Bengals, like in some weird way, this is starting to become this battle for the soul of the AFC as a conference because... Both of them now, both of these teams have shown they've kind of eaten the Buffalo Bills. The Bill, I can't think of another team that might be in bigger turmoil emotionally, psychologically, than the Bills this year from the AFC because you lose in heartbreaking fashion. They got thumped by the Chiefs a few years ago. In in I think it was in the conference championship game. The divisional round last year, they you know, get their hearts broken that, you know, they feel like that we're, we're going to do it. We're going to overcome Mahomes. We are going to be the ones that advance. And then Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, 
they pull magic out of their pocket and, and rip it away from Buffalo. And going into this year, it was like, well, we're the team of destiny. We're going to stampede our way to this AFC Championship. We should have been in the Super Bowl last year. We're going to go this year. And then they produce an absolute, well, one, a bit of a stink job against the Dolphins, the Skylar Thompson-led Dolphins. Mm. And then they they no-show. They get bullied, bullied. It was like the, the Bengals went into their kingdom, busted down the door, set fire to the village, and made off with the loot. And so now it's like, to me, that's why these two are clearly the best quarterbacks in the league. And they're probably, they're definitely the best two teams in the AFC. It's And now it's like this duel between these two armies, between these two for this, for this crown, because the Bengals could now go and for the second year in a row, maul Kansas City's hopes and dreams and, and shrink them in a big spot. And you were thinking when Mahomes came onto the scene, like who the hell can stop Patrick Mahomes? What sort of quarterback, what sort of team is going to be able to stop Mahomes? Brady's going to be gone. You know, the ruthlessness of Brady is going to be gone out of the AFC. This is just going to be Mahomes Paddock to run. And he ran into Brady <laughs> in 2020 again. And Brady denied him the Super Bowl. Brady denied him a trip to the Super Bowl in 2018. And then, to me, and I know people will balk at this, but the closest thing to a revival of the Brady ruthlessness has arrived in Cincinnati. That's what Joe Burrow reminds me of, is that he doesn't give a shit whether they're on the road, whether they're at home, whether he's injured, whether it's a 14-2 and two team or a 2-14 and 14 team. His mentality, and I wrote about this in that long form on a football world last year, his mentality, he is a warlord. It's we are going to go and we're going to maul you and we're going to take your soul and we're going to break your spirit <laughs> and we will be the ones who will win. And that is what, to me, that's the big thing that's at play here. Whose era is this going to be? Because if the Bengals beat the Chiefs here, it's two years in a row. Like, how long can Kansas City sustain it? They've gone five years in a row, the conference championship in their building, mm. and the Bengals could come in and, 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 and rob them twice. And if that happens... Who knows? Next year, maybe the road goes through Cincinnati because I, I don't know. This is the type of quarterback. This is the type of team that can do weird things to, to the Patrick Mahomeses, the, the, the Brett Favs. It's that, it's that sense of Brady-ness. There's a, there's a Bradian quality um, to Burrow. So I don't know. That's where my head's at with it, man. I know it's a long rant, but like, that's just where I'm at. Like, this is this is a battle for like the mm. soul of the AFC moving moving forward for mine. Yeah. I I'll 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 play uh Kansas City advocate Please do. here for for a moment. 
Yeah, because one could argue that if there's any time to strike and take this Super Bowl opportunity away from the Chiefs, it's this year and this year alone. Because you look at the rest of the teams in the AFC. Oh, we're Denver. We're going to go ahead and spend a bunch of money on Russell Mm. Wilson. Or we're Buffalo. I'm going to go get Stefan Diggs. Where, or even you look at Cincinnati, they didn't get anyone necessarily, but like Jamar Chase is going to want a bunch of money. Like you, you look at the guys and the teams in the AFC mm-hmm. because of our dominant Kansas city has been, they have been, Oh, look at Miami. Let's go get Tyree kill. Like mm-hmm. all these teams have tried to make big expensive moves to compete with Kansas city and win now. And what has Kansas City done? They've traded out Tyreek Hill. They've traded out these guys and they've taken in rookies and they've kind of done a bit of a a bit of a secret rebuild, right? And Mahomes is injured yeah. in this game. You would imagine, hopefully, for his sake and football's sake, he's not injured next year. So if there's any year to strike, it's this year because other teams are more likely going to be heading on a downward trajectory both from a, a cap mm. point of view, but also, you know, teams have their highs and their lows. Whereas the Chiefs, they might have done, we've seen this happen in this league. We've seen it happen in other leagues, other sports. Teams can do secret rebuilds under our noses without even realizing it. And the Chiefs might be one mm. of those teams where when everyone else is like struggling to pay their really good guys and they're having to let guys go and, or, you know, Players start regressing, like perhaps Josh Allen. I feel like that's not even that controversial to say anymore. He might be regressing. Yeah. And Kansas City's like, hey, we've still got the best quarterback. And we got to the Mm. conference championship. And hell, they might even win. They might win the Super Bowl this year with like Kadarius (laughs) Tony, And like these receivers that nobody really talked about. I know they've got Kelsey, but like, manufacturing this run game with Pacheco and McKinnon and, and, and these guys, and they'll have a bunch of cap space. You what All you said, I love the rant, and I feel like that might be where we're going, and the Bengals might be the team, and the Chiefs might start to um, not wither away, but just, yeah, the, the, the Mahomes era may be over sooner than we thought. But I also feel like, Kansas City might be not not the villain, but they might just be the team that's like, mm. no, nah, no, nah, we're not going away this easily. And so, in 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 fact, they might be saying we're going to be even better. This this mm. what that wasn't the Mahomes era. The next five years is going to be the Mahomes era, and you guys couldn't stop us because we got to a Super Bowl twice and won one when we weren't even at our mm. best, um, which is almost yeah even scarier. <laughs> Oh, I, I, yeah, and I hundred percent agree. And when I say like the, the the battle for the for the AFC, it's like it's a real, it's a proper battle. Like I'm not like yeah. it, it, it's this opportunity. Like I think a lot of people are counting the Chiefs out of this battle, which is a bizarre spot to be. And a lot of people are, oh, you know, I, I'm my, I guess my feeling is that the Bengals land a big blow in this rivalry if they can win this game. But that doesn't mean it's over. Mm. But if the Chiefs win this, it turns that Bengals run into a like, well, that was nice. 
Yeah. But now you, hey, hey, you're going to hit your head on the Mahomes Chiefs ceiling. It's like, if you can do it two years in a row, it's like, well, that's pretty fucking special. You know, and, and, and that's something else. But to me, the Chiefs have this opportunity to sort of diffuse the rebellion, I guess, to be like, oh, no, uh, back in your box, Cincinnati. It's a very nice story. Um, Joe Burrow and, and your band of merry men. But the new, the, the, the reigning dynasty and the dynasty that's going to be established over the next five, that's still us. And you're going to be a, you're going to occasionally cycle up to challenge us. But this is our space. And that's what I love about it. Like, it's, it's such a good matchup. And do you know what's funny? I've got a weird feeling <laughs> that we could see the best game of the season in Chiefs Bengals. And then I could see either of these teams totally stubbing their toe against the 49ers or the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so much in this game for me that it's like they've got, you know, you and I have just said they've got the best two quarterbacks. The best two quarterbacks are playing in this game. But that doesn't mean that the best two teams in the league are playing in this game. I definitely worry about the Bengals offensive line going up against shit either of the teams across the conference. Just like last year against the Rams. How many times was Burrow sacked in the Super Bowl? I've got, I, like, I feel like it was a lot, right? Didn't he, didn't he get yeah, yeah. just like horrendously mauled? And so it's very interesting. You know, to me, the AFC has become the conference of quarterbacks, but that doesn't necessarily mean um, that you're going to take the title because the last two Super Bowl titles have come from the NFC. They've come from the, the, the Rams. And the Bucks, who you could argue were uh, sort of anchored those Super Bowl runs on the backs of really ferocious defense. The, the, that Bucks defense were, were absolute maulers, particularly in the playoffs. I feel like the offense sort of carried them through the regular season. And then once they hit playoff time, the defense were like, uh, hold on to your butts. And <laughs> I almost feel like the Rams had that sort of quality. So... It's very interesting. We've got the battle for the AFC here, but I might be more inclined to pick my be more inclined to pick my Super Bowl winner from the NFC, which is a weird spot. I don't know if you lean in the same. I think it'd be I don't know. I think the four best teams made the final four. Mm. But yeah, if you ask me to if, yeah, again, gun to my head, if I had to pick which which conference the champion was going to come from, I'd probably pick the NFC. Are you yeah, the same? I mean, weirdly, yeah. I hadn't really thought of it, but now that you know, hearing you talk about it, and now me thinking about it, if it was a fully healthy Kansas City in the Super Bowl, I might mm. lean with them. But the fact that he won't be, even though he'll have you know the the extra week off, I doubt he'll be at one hundred percent still with a you know uh, with an ankle sprain. Um, but yeah, that I feel like for either AFC team, both NFC teams aren't good matchups because they're so physical. Yeah. So I, I probably would lean NFC yeah. as well, which would be crazy because either that's Brock Purdy, 
the rookie, Mr. Irrelevant, winning the Super Bowl, or it's Philly with Jalen Hurts and that that run game and that defense, like going ahead and, and, and winning it, which would be two in you know five or six years. So yeah, that that, that would be interesting. I think it's Philly, man. If you if you ask me to put money on it. I think Philly's going to do it. I fit, I think Philly looked like the logical choice 10 weeks into the season. They had a, a downturn in form, and I think they showed us last week why they are the logical choice because I think they really out-talented and out-coached the Giants. And I don't know, if you just like... I could fully expect San Fran play them close and they squeak by and then they flex in the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know mm. why I've just got that feeling. Like, if I had to pick one of the four, I'd pick Philly. I just, I don't know, just got a feeling about it. I just, like, when I looked at those stats about the defense, it's like, far out, man. They're, they're just so stacked everywhere. Like, defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, offensive line, tight end. It's like... Where are you going in the draft? You can pretty much just add talent to, you know, you're just going to, there's not like in this area of weakness in Philly that you're like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I, I don't know where their deficiency is sort of thing. That doesn't mean they can't be beaten, but I just think they are the strongest roster in the NFL right now. Yeah, I, I probably would agree. Um, the, Philly seem to have just done everything right to get to this point that it would almost be yes. disappointing if they don't win the Super Bowl. They are the obvious choice. And sometimes, you know, in fact, I, it might even be like 50-50 where the obvious choice doesn't win it. Um, hence why there's yeah. a debate and it's not just a given that the, you know, the best team in the regular season wins the Super Bowl. But yeah, they just feel like it feels like one of those situations and, you know, I'm, I'm leaning 49ers. So um, in the matchup, I, I mm. think the 49ers um, beat the Eagles, but just looking big picture, this does have the smell of one of those situations when everyone's talking 49ers and that team and that roster and the coach and Brock Purdy and all that. And then the chiefs with Mahomes and what the injury and then Burrow and the Bengals. Is he going to go into Arrowhead? Blah, blah, blah. And then Philadelphia is going to, you know, beat the 49ers and then beat the, the Chiefs or the, or the Bengals and just win the Super Bowl pretty, <laughs> not comfortably, but it, you, it just finishes and you're like, yeah, probably should have seen that coming. We kind of wasted a lot of analysis on these teams that <laughs> just couldn't, couldn't uh, you know, couldn't compete with, with Philly and what they've done this year. Yeah, it's like, it, 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 it's exactly that. You've just captured it. It's like, we're talking about the other three teams. And yet, so it's perfect for Philly. And I feel like this relates in a lot of ways for, to, for me with Geelong in the AFL this year. Mm. Whereas like everyone wanted to talk about Collingwood. Collingwood's making this run, you know, isn't it great? You know, oh, Brisbane, the plucky underdog, make the final four. Sydney, you know, look powerful. You know, Sydney, you know, they're just a pu you know, perfect combination of, you know, young talent and a couple of old heads. And then Geelong absolutely belted Sydney. And it was like, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those rare seasons where it was like, well, 
oh yeah, the team that looked like the best team for like 70% of the season, it turned out they were. And that's kind of how I feel about Philly. It's like everyone else has a really compelling story, a really compelling storyline. The Niners with Brock Purdy, the Chiefs, you know, the Mahomes, you know, you know, is this going to be a dynasty or is it not going to be the Bengals and Burrow trying to go back and, you know, get revenge for what happened last year? There's no like compelling storyline that pulls at your heartstrings for Philly. It's just like, oh yeah, they're a really fucking well-run team. They're really stacked <laughs> and they're really well-coached and they're really good. And it's what, like, what a dream scenario for them. I guess the one Achilles heel they've given themselves is the fact that they're listening to fucking Creed in training. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how, how heavy that weighs on them. Um, we've done an hour. I think I'm good with an hour. Are you good? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you fully vented? Mm-hmm. What matchup do you want? Super Bowl. When, when, when we get together to watch it in a couple of weeks, who do you want to see? This is tough. I feel like what I want to see is I want to see the Niners. I want to see Brock Purdy. I want to see this this story complete. This, I, I'm just, I have so much invested in it, and I feel like it'll be so cool for the league if this happens. So I'm kind of rooting for the Niners. So I hope they're in it. Mm. I don't know, because this is the thing is I, I have so many different, like <laughs> I have so many eggs in all the, all the baskets that no matter which combo I get, I'm going to be disappointed because I was thinking my instinct was, oh, okay. I think I want the Bengals to go all the way. And then I'm like, but then I'm kind of rooting against Joe Burrow and then it would be two losses in a row. Okay, I'm overthinking it. I feel mm. like 49ers, Bengals. That's what I want to see. I want to see them all, but that's okay. probably the, the number one for me. Not a great uniform matchup, which kind of sucks, but we don't really have that many yeah. great... Four, we don't have many great uniform combos available with these four teams, to be honest. I, I think probably the best we could hope for is the Eagles, the um, Eagles Chiefs, I would say. Eagles mm. home green, Chiefs in their white with the red helmets. I think I that's reckon. the best matchup. Way too much reds and oranges in any of the other combinations. Mm. Chiefs Niners, so much red. For you know, 49ers, Bengals, lots of red and orange. Yeah, I think un unless okay, hear me out. 49ers <laughs> home, home reds, gold helmets, etc. But the Bengals, and I don't know if they're allowed to do this, but it would be great if the Bengals wore their all whites with the black and white helmet. Mm. I could see, yeah, I would very much like kind that. Of thing. Mm. I think they've got black helmets. I can't remember. They might have the orange helmet still, but it's like all white with black stripes and tiger stripes and stuff on, on the, mm -hmm. the pants and the, and the shirt. I think that would be good. The less orange when you match up against the Niners, the better. It's just too much warmth. Yeah. Um, I think uniform matchup, I want to see Eagles Chiefs, I think. And I can't pick. There's four, there's the... All four teams, it's the one year where I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be happy no matter who wins. 
really. Like I'm, I'm not going to be bothered. Mm-hmm. There's not a team that it's I feel is, you know, unjustly there or, you know, a team that I highly dislike. I think they're all really well, well run teams or talented teams or whatever it might be. All right, let's leave it there. I'm waffling now. Um, thanks for getting on Jacko. <laughs> thanks for pushing through the internet lag. No and um, yeah, look forward to sitting down with you on Monday. Mm. All right, guys. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this pod. hope you're looking forward to championship, uh, conference championship weekend. Until next time, get some football up, y'all.